0: Good morning, good day, good evening, I'm as always your host, Bray Robertson, and today we are back for episode 86 of Tech of a T. I have no idea what is going on in Nephite's screen either, he has not told me anything, all he said is I'm going to show up with this mask on, so, um, welcome back to the show. Now, do you care to explain <laughs> why, why this is here? Where did oh, you
1: get I it? I bought this, oh, I've got a surplus store down the road. I- <laughs>
2: okay oh, up, I can't what you're
1: <laughs> so there's a surplus store down the road mm-hmm. like half an hour 45 minutes away from me and they have got a whole bunch of surplus like equipment and stuff that mm-hmm. you can pick up and I'm like, you know, I should get one, cause when I was working at the IRS at the time, it's like they still had a mask thing going on. Right, right, right. So I'm like, okay, filter, push mask, fifteen dollars for the mask, thirteen for the canister.
0: <laughs> that was your reason. That was your reason for doing That's... that. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I've, I've seen some some pretty creative um creative choices that people have made, like. Yeah, it's one thing to, you know, like wrap a shirt around your face or, you know, um, things like that. But I, <laughs> I've seen people with like the full on like painter's mask, like the ones with like the, the breathing things on the uh-huh. side. Um, uh-huh. I, a fairly common one is like the dust mask that people wear. Like, you know, you can just wrap something else. Like, you don't, you don't need that. You can like use literally anything else. Like there's fabric stores. You can make like a... a um, what's the word? Um, bandana? No, that's... whatever. You know what I'm talking. You just like wrap a bit of like fabric around your face. No. Uh,
1: that's all I did. Is I had like you know the Arab scarfs, and I'd use those basically, mm. just wrap it around. Ah, uh, basically. I mean, they've even got fake masks that most people let pass. All they care is <laughs> that your mouth is covered. I don't. What do you mean? What? You can have like the thinnest fabric ever, and it's like well. Okay. Yeah, in Australia
0: they there's no uh restriction on like what kind to wear, as long as you're covering your face, like no one like that, that's 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 what they care about here.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean it was just one of those things where it's like some people take it to the extreme, so I'm gonna do it for fun.
0: Sure, sure. I didn't see anyone walking around with a motorbike helmet. At least I can't think of anyone who uh. did that. But I'm sure there had to have been at least someone. <laughs>
1: Actually, my favorite ones are the guys that are, like, on their motorcycles wearing a mask. And it's like, you're not wearing a helmet, but you're wearing, like, cloth mask. Why?
0: <laughs> so how you been anyway, man?
1: I'm doing pretty well. mm
0: What have you been up to? Nothing exciting?
1: Uh, yeah. Trying to not let the garden die and things like that, you know?
0: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, uh, that's completely fair. Uh, well, it's going, it's autumn there now or fall or whatever you Americans call it.
1: Oh, yeah, we yeah, we're getting into that point.
0: Fun times. Cooler. Yeah, it's, it's slowly, it's slowly becoming spring here. Like Australia's in this weird point where like, when it hits spring, it's like, oh, we're still in winter and we're in summer. Like some days it's going to be really cold. Some days it's going to be really hot. Just enjoy it. Enjoy it and, and <laughs> suffer. Plus I get, um... Uh. I have hay fever, so that always makes it
1: fun as well. I mean, it's been raining mostly for the last couple of days, so Mm. I haven't really been outside to do very much. So, like, between Sins of a Solar Empire and Stellaris, my time has been, like, sucked up for hours.
0: Well, speaking of gaming, I'm sure you heard of the the Twitch leak that happened.
1: Oh, yeah, that was the forcibly open-source software movement.
0: Yeah, um... (laughs) That was... So, If anyone who doesn't know about that... Um, luckily, it wasn't, like, you know, user information. It seems like whoever did this leak this time, unlike the Epic Data leak, has some sort of, like, a moral compass. Um, but they dumped out Twitch creator payments, uh source code for the website, and information about, like, an unreleased... um unreleased steam competitor but the source code is where it gets fun because it's not like okay here's here's where it's kind of weird like a lot of people are saying like oh source code that's not that big of a deal like there's open source software that exists um <laughs> but there's something special about when you know software isn't open source um you tend uh- to take shortcuts you take, tend to take a lot of them
1: Probably a few. I haven't looked at, like, the source. I haven't taken the time to download it. Mm -mm. I was mostly worried about the Epic leak for, like, very, like, obvious reasons, since I use them as my domain registrar as well. Mm -mm. So, I worried about finding what was leaked for that, but Twitch I wasn't quite worried about, so I haven't gone to look at that yet, but it's kind of interesting to realize that some people can look at the back end for it now. They've got the... Mm. SDK for Twitch now.
0: (laughs) Yep. Well, Twitch has tried to, like, you know, address obvious problems they have, but um, then there was the follow-up thing where someone decided to change every single game category to uh, Bezos Pogface. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let's see if we can find the picture. It's actually beautiful. Um, Oh, Kotaku, sure. Kotaku for once will be valuable. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, here we go. I didn't even know this picture existed. But yeah, that that's just been used to plaster, or at least it was for like a, a couple hours or something, plaster everything. So clearly, uh, clearly you still have access to uh, to parts of it.
1: Yeah. I know some people on 4chan were complaining because the link, the magnet links they kept posting kept getting pulled down mm. for some reason. Like the Epic one was able to stay up. Sure. So 4chan's got someone on the inside. That yeah, fortune so 4chan's Twitch has someone on the inside yeah, of 4chan yeah, that. or Amazon does. Mm.
0: <laughs> That's what I meant. Maybe, maybe there's someone on the inside on both sides and they're like trading information.
1: Maybe.
0: <laughs> yeah, this this whole situation was kind of hilarious. I love the way the um the streamers actually addressed like the payout li- uh, leaks though. Like none of them cared. <coughs> Some of them like uh, some of the smaller ones did a bit, but like the big ones, like Ludwig, pokey Pokimane, people like that, they just took the piss out of it. Like some of them just started putting like their rank in the title.
1: Uh, well, some of them, di- there were a few that had issues with it mm. because they got a lot of flack from fan base for, like, I making see, too much money.
0: Yeah, I did see, um, the big one I saw was with, um, I think it was Saikuno's fans, who were like, oh my god, Saikuno, you're rich, but you pretend to be poor. Like, do you see how many viewers Saikuno gets?
1: He's not fucking poor. <laughs> I know, it's like, okay, so you're this dude that says we should do this, but you're making millions. It's like, not see like something's not matching here but
0: like anyone who like i I thought it was already an established fact that all of the top twitch streamers were rich that's why um um i can't remember how what the percentage is but being a streamer is like the it's the top job that kids want to do now in previous generations Mm. was things like an astronaut and a scientist now it is a uh it is a youtuber or a twitch streamer i thought this was already like established
1: knowledge i want to be a tiktoker
0: oh yeah no i don't <laughs> luckily it's not easy to make money on tiktok otherwise that probably would be the way that goes oh
1: you cut out there for a second
0: <laughs> uh yeah you're completely fro oh we're back okay, <laughs> okay. um what was i saying uh words twitch money right Anyone who didn't realize that Ludwig was rich is is a fucking moron. Like uh when he did the um the what was it, the subathon, where he's openly said he made one and a half million dollars from that. Like yeah yeah, Ludwig's rich. Okay.
1: Oh, and then some people complain that wasn't everything that they made from Twitch because yeah, that... that didn't
0: include the merch and
1: everything. I... That's like yeah, yeah, so I... that's basically just subs.
0: Well yeah, that's where um like someone like Pokimane constantly is shilling things like merch and has ad deals and there's there's a lot more like that's I, I would have to assume that someone like um so, like a lot of the big streams where they are like four or five million are probably closer to that eight or nine. I would I would have to guess.
1: Uh, and look at, and I imagine their ads look way, way better, because I'm sitting there looking at mine and it's like ads are like two or three cents a month. Mm-mm.
0: Yeah, there's also that. Yeah, um, well, there was also something else that sort of came out about this. This is why um, why Destiny got banned, which is always funny. That yeah, I, I love Destiny. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> but Destiny got banned for sharing some um, some some information from the leak. Uh, it turns out there's a couple of streamers who might. Not actually not my who do get special treatment who when they get banned rather than being directed to the regular Twitch mod team um actually get directed to a specific staff member
1: ah that makes sense but it's not like
0: I would have expected it to be people like Amaranth and people like that but it was um it it wasn't like I don't know why Amaranth can keep getting banned and keep coming back I don't know maybe they just like how much money they make uh, that she makes them um. But can't was...
1: exactly get rid of your cash cows. Absolutely, yeah. Uh
0: it was I think it was like rice Gum and a couple of people like that which I didn't even know streamed. Mm. Um Where do we do we have the names here somewhere? I can't find the names now. Um but yeah, there there are there are big Twitch streamers who get special treatment. Well, also, who would have thought?
1: You take care of the people that make you money. Mm. Some people don't quite understand that, but <laughs> yeah. that's business.
0: Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't make money on Twitch anyway. I just, I, I follow this story because I think it's kind of funny to see, uh, partially mm. to see the outrage, but also just to see, like, sort of sort of what, what information is going to come out from the
1: leak. Apparently, this was only part one.
0: That's what I've so heard. we're still waiting
1: for part two.
0: Yeah, it that That's what they said with the initial leak, but at this stage, there's no evidence of a Part 2. I don't know if they're waiting for something to drop it or or what the deal is, or if it just doesn't exist and that's sort of just trying to scare Twitch into actually doing something. Judging oh. by the fact they clearly still have access to parts of the back end, uh, it, it's very possible there is a Part 2.
1: Hmm. Just wait and see.
0: <laughs> I just hope that whatever this Part 2 is... It's not going to be, hey, let's release the top Twitch streamers like addresses. Like as anything like anything else you want to release, fine. Don't do that.
1: If if you wanna release like the stupid backside deals that Twitch staff is making, mm. I'm okay with that. If you wanna release docs on people, please don't. Yeah.
0: Like a lot of like um was it I think it was I can't remember exactly who it was. I'm, I'm feeling like XQC or Shroud or someone like that who ended up um having to like move from their house because people just kept showing up. Gosh.
1: Only other one person like that was Drakenlord Mm-mm. from Germany, but mm. that was like a 4chan troll pilgrimage.
0: Well yeah, if you so if you're talking about um <laughs> 4chan trolls, well there's the obvious one is Chris Chan, but that's a <laughs> that's an entire podcast by itself.
1: That that's a forbidden subject now.
0: Uh, I I sort of got like interested in the Chris Chan saga like way way later, which makes it great for me because there's already all of this amazing uh documentary on it. Um, but man, that he. Ha- there's, there's, there's the trolling look trolling off's are bad trolling off's are bad don't don't troll someone for years and years of their life that that clearly does things to people
1: mm-hmm. uh, they spent a lot of money on this one though there's like funneled money for the lols for... so it's like ah uh, the least you could do is like find some better way to help them oh god um you know, the
0: internet's kind of shit. I li- as much as I like the internet, a lot of people on the internet kind of shit.
1: <laughs> I've run into a few of those. I've learned to deal with mm-hmm. those people that are a bit rough r- around the edges.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, you sort of have to deal with them if you're going to do anything online. Like, I, I, I It's not like I'm, I'm new to the internet. I've been like using computers, been online since like the early 2000s. So you sort of build up, especially if you're intentionally putting yourselves around those people, you sort of build up a way to deal with people who are just openly arseholes for the sake of being arseholes.
1: I just wish some people would like learn to like deal with those people instead of whine about it is all. It's like, you know, you're feeding into them. The first rule of the internet is don't feed the trolls.
0: Well, unless you're going to feed into them so hard that, uh, you just have fun with them, like, um, you know. The in- I-, I don't know if you watch Too Mad.
1: I don't think I've come across them. No. Uh,
0: anyway, he's got this beef with um with K-pop stands right now, and they keep trying oh. to like <laughs> they keep sending like um legal orders to his house, trying to sue him. Um, and he's just turning this, this entire situation, like, and he's like starting shit on Twitter with them. His DMs are full of K-pop stans and all he does is just turns it into content for his channel and makes thousands of dollars from it.
1: I mean, if I had that opportunity, I would do that too. Yeah. Cause like, I know I've had people DM me like steam scams and stuff. I'm like, I'm tent.
0: I just have to deal with you being here. I can't really do anything with it. Well, that's that's boring.
1: Uh, I, I'm gonna feed the scammer and make content out absolutely. of it. Absolutely.
0: Well, that's the entirety of like scam bait content. Hmm. Uh, what yeah. was
1: it? It was that oh, port scam. I had another one like this past week where a dude. DM'd me, it's like I accidentally reported your thing. He never replied back. But I'm like, ah oh, dang it. There goes another content. <laughs> uh
0: at least look, if you're if you're gonna try to troll me, at least at least put the effort in and reply if I reply. Like, I know, I know you wanna have like the most low effort scam possible, but at least like put a bit of effort into it, please. I wanna have some fun with you.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, the screenshots that they do and the video stuff that they do isn't half bad. They do put effort into that, mm-hmm. but they give up right away once you start to like, oh, so someone's going to email me. It's like, oh, he knows about this already. Dang it. It's like, dang it. I took the wrong approach for that one. Shit.
0: Well, he, he's too competent with a computer. Well, even if you are, even if you, um do sort of recognize that could possibly be a scam like there's still some people who've fallen for things that looking back on it are like really obvious scams take the whole like um the youtube hijacking thing that happened a while back where people were sending out emails through what was a google message or i don't know what it's called and it looked like it was a like coming directly from youtube
1: the delete your channel scam Yeah, yeah that one yeah Spiffing Brit fell for it too. Yeah, yeah. Like it's wild.
0: Yeah, like and um the, the biggest one well the big one I knew about was uh when Jim Browning fell for it and his entire channel oh, is yeah. scam baiting.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, here we are spying on an Indian cult scam call center, but I also fell for this scam.
0: Luckily, um luckily the guy who was doing the scam didn't seem to be doing it entirely maliciously. It was kind of weird, because he was entirely willing to, like, answer questions about the scam.
1: It was probably more of an awareness thing, like, guys, you should, like, stay aware of it. Mm -mm.
0: Because that one could have been, like, seriously abused by someone who actually wanted to do it. Like, there's so many channels that get hijacked from these very, very easy scams, and that's why there's so many of these, like, um... So many, like, crypto channels just upload the exact same videos because they're just all, like, controlled by a <laughs> bot farm.
1: Uh-huh. They, they, like, acquire a channel and then, like, spit their stuff into it. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. some of them even delete the old videos off, the original videos off the channel and then upload their own to mm. it too is what's bad.
0: Yeah, and then you're like, oh, why is this random channel? Like, I don't know how these... Sh- like, maybe I'm just, like, um, I'm just... I mean, giving too much, uh, what's the word? Too much responsibility, too much. I-, I have too high expectations for random people. I don't understand how you fall for one of those videos, where it's like, hey, you can send me this much money, and I will send you this much money back. Like the whole um, the the, the <laughs> Twitter scam that happened ages ago, where it's like, oh, send, send me this much Bitcoin, and I will double it.
1: Oh my favorite ones are those chatbots bots that come up by followers mm. by viewers yeah yeah by subs it's like I even like making any money by like paying for people to sub <laughs> am I losing money who who's making the money here because I know which his deal is fifty percent of the mm. cut goes to them the other half goes to you mm. And so, if I am going to pay $50 and I get 25 back, I feel like I'm losing here.
0: Well, the problem that Twitch has is a lot of people look at, like, uh, you've looked at, like, the, the Twitch, the backend Twitch dashboard, where it's like, hey, the path to partner, path to affiliate, whatever it is, like, it, they uh. very much gamify it. It's like, hey, you get this many viewers, this many uh, messages per whatever, and then you you're you're ready to get the next evolution. Come on, guys, you know you want to work towards it, and like there's all the achievements there. Like Twitch has seriously gamified it, which I think is part of what encourages that. Like even if you're losing money, if you get a certain amount of subs, you get an achievement for it. Don't you want the huh? achievement?
1: Well part of the problem too is like You can hit that mark so like affiliate mark Mm-mm. But you don't have to keep that up Right All care about is like did you make at least $100 In the last year Yeah. Okay then you still get your payout You still get to be an affiliate Sure If you didn't make at least $100 All that matters is that you made at least $25 So that they can get their cut mm. And then you can wait to get your payout later on
0: Yeah the um I, I think I think my Twitch channel has hit the point where I could go affiliate if I wanted to, but it's just there's no value in doing that when my channel is so small. Like mm. I, I've said this before, but restreaming is too valuable. Like the Twitch. T- actually, I do, there is a topic about that I didn't want to talk about. Twitch is really bad for growth, and if you're just doing stuff on Twitch, you're like there's a reason why all the big channels have YouTube channels. Like. Do you want to direct people from a platform like YouTube, where it actually has some growth perspectives, over to somewhere like Twitch?
1: Yeah. Well, I the it's a really hard climb when you're just doing using Twitch, Mm-mm. and like even streamers that don't have a YouTube, they're like, well, you've got to have Twitter, be active on Twitter, and this, that, and the other. And it's like, so you still have to rely on other things because their stuff doesn't <clears throat> work because it's ranked by viewers. And if you're like in this. Category that had like Fortnite category and you've got zero viewers, no one's gonna watch you.
0: I think the metric is if you're not in the first eight, ten, how many? I think I think it's first eight. If you're not in the first eight channels, you I think the discoverability drops to like twenty percent or something ridiculous like that. Because most people don't scroll down. Like if you're looking for a channel to watch, most people are gonna pick one of those top channels.
1: Mm Hmm yeah and that that's where some people they like take their phone and like there's a viewer (laughs) so you've got at least one so you're above everyone that's zeros all at the bottom
0: yep yep or you could uh look if you have multiple browsers installed you could always spin up multiple instances like that as well there's a lot of little things you can do
1: (laughs) but um you can you can game it but
0: but uh what was the thing right um we were talking about, like, paying for, like, views and stuff, but uh, Twitch actually is testing a feature where, like, you could just pay them to do that. Really? Yup. This happened a couple of weeks ago. Um...
1: <laughs> I've not heard of this.
0: Yeah, no one was really talking about it. I don't know why no one did. I don't know if they decided this to is not push it through. basically,
1: like, staking
0: so if anyone just listening, Twitch is testing a feature that lets viewers pay to promote streamers. The program lets viewers pay cash to put streamers on Twitch's front page. So literally, it's the same thing as, like, buying views. But at least in this case, it's buying uh, buying real views. Like, you're putting yourself... It's
1: basically pay to win.
0: Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
1: Let's see. Allow viewers to search for streams. Blah, blah, blah. That talks about the tagging stuff, mm. yeah. Okay, I'm sure to... they boost certain tags above others too, mm. which seems kind of stupid. But you know,
0: Twitch is a it's a it's it's a platform. It's a platform, that's for sure. Oh, I did see something. Um, I did see something that I feel like is going to become the new Twitch meta.
1: What was it? It was the speed dating one, yep. wasn't it? Yep. So
0: we all know about like the hot tub meta, but we can evolve the hot tub meta. So we keep the bikinis. Um, I guess we don't need hot tubs anymore. Um, I guess you don't need a hot no, tub to be in bikini no. anymore. You can just sit there. Uh, anyway, uh, what you do is you abuse the parasocial relationships. So you have a bunch of dudes who are in love with the streamer and you say... If you pay me a certain amount, we can go on a speed date on stream. So, this leads into you actually, like, you know, building that parasocial relationship further because now you're actually having a conversation. The person doesn't give a shit about you, but you're now having a conversation with them. Um, plus, the streamer makes a shitload of money from that.
1: <laughs> well, and th- this goes beyond that because. You're not just paying for their OnlyFans to get a customized video that you can watch over and over. Mm. You actually get a clip that you can refer to where you actually talked to them. Yep, And you can play that over and over now.
0: Yep, yep. I, I have a feeling this is going to become the new meta.
1: Mm, I just wonder how long it's going to last.
0: Until Twitch decides they don't want to be a porn site. That's when.
1: <laughs> well, I mean chatterbaits here still honestly I don't...
0: I, i'm surprised twitch hasn't just like
1: fully embraced it at this point just like i mean <clears throat> making the money what money do they make from this stuff and they're like Ugh. well there are plenty of other sites that have like a triple x tag too i think as mm. well
0: well Ads are sort of like the weird one when it comes to like this is I think this is the only reason why Twitch hasn't fully embraced it. A lot of advertisers don't want anything to do with the porn site. Like if they did that, they'd have to start you know getting like the porn hub style ads. Where it's like, oh, do you want to like grow your dick another twenty inches? Do you want to like th- there's a there's a there's a there's a sexy person next door? Does fucking all of this stupid shit like that's the sort of ads they'll need to start like start getting if they were to do that and I don't think they want to I don't think Amazon wants to be attached to that directly even though they're more than willing
1: to like sell sex toys well that's like half my spam box too so. what sex toys yeah. oh, well I mean bigger look oh. I'm really hot for you on cam I'm right, really right. wet I'm like <laughs> thank you I needed that I needed a good chuckle thank you <laughs>
0: Look, I'll take that over the scammers.
1: Uh, it's like it's in the spam folder. I know it's spam and you're just looking for money. So at least I can get past that. The other thing is just ridiculous cuz you're trying to steal from people.
2: Mm-mm.
0: The internet. As a this is this is just slowly turning into the internet is the the internet just encapsulated in an episode. Like everything is shit. (laughs) Basically. Oh, Lordy Lord. So what have you actually been what have you been playing lately?
1: Uh, mostly strategy games. I have had some like postal brain damage mix in there, because they released the demo for that in Mm -hmm. the last couple of weeks. Which actually runs really smooth. It's one of the least janky things and it runs really well on Proton too. It's kind of fun to see it run like that well Mm-mm. out of the box.
0: It, it, it Okay, I was going to say it looks good. It looks like a game from like 2010 but like hey it might be fun
1: they went for the boomer shooter aesthetic Mm-mm. and then they also took some like modern things from it as well mm-hmm. so it's like one of those like retro style boomer shooter but with like a lot of cool modern things in it
0: right so, yeah
1: <laughs> and I found out about the grappling hook on the shotgun I'm like <gasps> I thought oh. that was
0: just you describing it as a boomer shooter they describe it themselves as a boomer shooter <laughs>
1: You haven't heard of the boomer shooter genre? <laughs> no, I
0: haven't. This game is a boomer shooter, so it will involve sh- a lot of shooting enemies. They will give also low-res cartoon people in lingerie or bathing suits. No, I've not heard of the... I've not heard of boomer shooter before.
1: <laughs> boomer. Boomer. Wake Duke Nukem. Those basically kind of fall in the boomer shooter, like run and gun, like enemies everywhere and shoot everything. Right. One. Or that's basically all you do.
0: You know, it sort of makes sense to separate that out from like the the modern FPS. Because like, you know, the Call of Duties, Battlefields, things like that are a very different style of first person shooter.
1: Mm-hmm. Whereas the boomer shooters are more fast paced and they're just like wanton destruction. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, no, that makes sense. I, I actually just had not heard of the genre term before
1: think that was a term that may have popped up more recently is why
0: um i'm seeing references to it as early as 2020 oh wait is there no that's just shoot yeah it seems like 2020 2019 might have been when it started showing up oh yeah.
1: that was that would have been the first or second realm steep which is basically um E3, but specifically for boomer shooters and retro-style games. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Sure, okay.
1: Th- this is done by 3D Realms, too, mm-hmm. so... They are, like, just doubling down on that all.
0: Let's see, what has 3D Realms done? I- I'm recognizing the name, I can't think of the games they've made.
1: They were the studio that did Duke Nukem... Uh. Then they were also the publishers for, like, Ion Fury and Ah. um, a few others as well. There's, like, uh,
0: Uh, let me look. Wolfenstein 3D, apparently. Wolfenstein as well. Right. uh, Shadow Warrior. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know know the studio now. That makes sense. Also, they did Math Rescue, whatever that is. (laughs)
1: Probably one of those edutainment games. Probably,
0: Where did those go, anyway? What happened to the days of edutainment games?
1: I think they got replaced by, um... Sexy bikinis and military simulator shooters. That's...
0: Yeah, probably. Well, look... It, it, I think parents have just stopped caring as much of, like, what, what their kids are playing. Like, oh, no. you're playing, uh... You're playing a Battlefield 2042, and you're a ten-year-old. Well, that's fine. Doesn't matter. She'll be all yeah.
1: right. Talking these games kind of started in an era where, like, you had Bible games on the your consoles, mm. and now we're all the way over here where, like, if it's remotely Bible-related, it's usually violent or sexy.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I wonder. I wonder when the like the last Bible. I've not heard of a Bible video game in a very long time. List of Christian video games on Wikipedia. Wow, okay, there's one that came out in 2021. The game for the PS4 Our Church and Halloween RPG series, Life Academy Jesus in the Matrix. What in the what, what in the <laughs> world? I... What is this? Okay, this looks like a shitty indie game by the looks of it.
1: Most of them are. I remember, there was this, like, bullet hell one that called David and Goliath that, like, got from some neighbor. Mm. It was just you as David getting upgrades for your sling, like, shooting lasers and stuff eventually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can't exactly take the concept very far.
1: Yeah, well, I mean David and Goliath plus Bullet Hell equals let's make sci-fi aliens and stuff in a Bible story.
0: Yeah, it's fair. There's a game called I Am Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> IGN did a review of it back in
1: 2019.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure. Apparently the genre still exists. I, I've now discovered the Christian game thing and so are boomer shooters.
1: What's up? Hey, There's this one called War in Heaven. I'm thinking on... can't remember. I th- think it's one. There's one built on the Quake engine, I remember. And, like, something similar. Where, like, all the enemies you fight are basically Romans. And when you shoot them with your sword, they kneel and pray. But I can't remember <laughs> what the name of it was for the life of me.
0: Oh, God, this is old. This is very old. Wait, there's a there's a fan base for this game, for like for War in Heaven, and someone made a War in Heaven fighting game. Oh,
1: there it is. That's the one I think. What is it? Catacumen. Catacumen. Catac- Catacumen. Yeah. Catacumen. This would be in the two thousand.
0: How in the world do you spell that?
1: C a t e c h u m e n.
0: Ah, okay, yeah, we found it. Cool. Okay. Ah, yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Okay, let's see. Uh, the what in What, what is he holding? Is that supposed to be a sword? Yes. That's it's your sword of light. Aha. Uh-huh. R- Sure, okay. Wait. is, is that a railgun gun later in the game? What is that? Th- is that certainly not a sword at this point? Uh, I'm going to send you the picture. That yeah, that's that's
1: certainly not a sword. Are they Oh, uh, no, that's a double sword actually if I, double... I remember correctly. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut. <laughs> No, hey, Orange, very creative, that's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah,
0: sure, okay, yeah, we'll call it creative, I guess. Why not? Oh.
1: Uh,
2: because um, I
1: think it was Civvy that did a review of it that's, mm, like, really, yeah. like, takes it down a notch, but it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: video games. <laughs> uh, speaking of games that uh, that uh, should probably... Uh, not should stay. You know what? No, no. We'll say should stay in the past, and if you want to go and play them, just go and play the old version. Uh, did you hear about the GTA uh, trilogy remaster?
1: I heard about that. Coming to Switch and everything else.
0: Yeah. it's. I think it's going to be on iOS as well. Oh. Um, so so what it'll be on it'll be on xbox series x xbox one playstation 5 playstation 4 switch pc and i could have sworn that muda was saying it'd be on ios as well um i don't i don't want a remake can we not
1: <laughs> well i mean the other one is the kOTOR remake from star wars and it's like had a writer for it
2: mm-hmm.
1: that they hired and it's like this person is like a feminist writer it's like wait do they need to rewrite anything in a remake
0: well the problem with the problem with um with with uh a remake of gta is one of the big things that makes gta uh that, that makes that makes each gta their own special thing is the radios you have in the car mm-hmm. and
1: Oh, yeah, the copyright stuff, yeah. too. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and there's a lot of music that, even in just the PC version of the game at this point, have been removed through updates because, well, th- the license has expired a long-ass time ago. So, is. it is, it's It's. sad. Like, if I want to go back and play... Like, the best way to go back and play, like, Vice City, GTA 3, or San Andreas is honestly to emulate the PS2 versions. Don't play them on PC. Just go and go back and play the old PS2 versions.
1: Oh, don't buy the neuter version. Play the good one. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm curious... I'm know- s-
1: oh, sorry? Some people complain about the same thing, or, like, content gets removed or things because of whatever from, like old games from mm. like doom for example where they changed the red cross to the green cross because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the red cross got mad <laughs> so right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, it just feels bad that like because of these things <clears throat> people have to retroactively remove something from an, from a game because for some reason their license doesn't apply anymore content mm. even though they're not developing it anymore Like,
0: it, video games are a weird one, because especially now that, like, there's so many old games that did have, like, copyrighted music in them, and those licenses have long expired, but nowadays, with the, like, the fact that you can go and update it at any point, you can very easily just go and remove that stuff that that you'd sort of expect to be there when you first played the game. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sort of curious to, see, to see what changes are actually going to be made to this remake, though. Whether it's going to be like, hey, we just released an HD version, or if it's going to be, they actually did any work.
1: Yeah. I think for a lot of people, they would like to see, like, models redone and stuff, and maybe some, like, jankiness cleaned up. Mm. That would be the extent of it. No storyline rewriting. I know in some cases, some of these companies, when they do a remake, they like to add in, like, New content, new content, new content.
0: Right, but I feel like they're going to... The problem with new content, new content costs money. And if we Mm -hmm. can make the laziest remake possible, well, hey, let's just release it with HD textures. Why not?
1: Oh, that's the difference. Like, you can do HD textures and models, and that still takes work to do, to work on. And some people are willing to pay for that because they're getting an updated game that runs on current hardware.
0: Throw everything through and an upscaler. it looks nice. <laughs>
1: huh? Just throw everything through an upscaler. Do no work. <laughs> uh, that does work sometimes, actually, an upscaler. Yeah. It works quite well with Doom. Mm.
0: We are, uh, Pixel art stuff tends to be fairly... Ill- like, the problem with older pixel art stuff is it doesn't look good on modern screens because the resolution's different. Um. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work as well when you start getting the higher resolution stuff though.
1: Yeah. You it can't... kind of depends on your filtering too. Yeah, that's true.
0: So... I I don't know, I haven't played too much around with filtering when it comes to emulating stuff. I try to go with like just uh basically just a straight upscale. So like I'll play um mm-hmm. I'm playing through Shin Megami Tensei 3 right now. Uh, I've upscaled that to 4k, and it, it looked pretty good there's a lot of stuff that doesn't it's not as clean as i would like it to be but it certainly still looks pretty good
1: mm-hmm. there there are just some things where it's like if you can upscale it and get a clean pixel art versus the fuzzy filtering yeah, that yeah, like yeah. a lot of things want to apply it looks really really nice mm-hmm. there like- are some 3d games that like have the lower resolution that i feel bad because it just looks all messy when it would probably look nicer just having like crisp pixel art for the textures instead
0: I think when it's, it's so low res like when it's, when it's to the point of something like Final Fantasy 7 it sort of has that same, the same effect when you upscale it like you know you're not adding extra detail to it but you're getting those very clean models back like people play like you play mm. Final Fantasy 7 expecting it to look like a very early PS1 game
1: yeah, uh, and if you're playing it on a small screen, it doesn't really quite matter.
0: Mm-mm. But um, like this is why, like if you go on upscale, like you know, anything on like the Game Boy or GBA, like they'll look as good as you would expect them to look. Like all you're doing is just bringing those clear lines back.
1: And I'm a lot of emuli- emulators have like really good filtering algorithms that like mm. do the re- smoothing really nicely too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do tend to shy away from them for the straight pixels, and that's about it. So yeah, I don't stick that way.
0: I don't like to see smoothing stuff. Like I, I, I get it. I, I would much rather have like the way the art style was sort of intended to look.
2: Hmm.
1: There's also like the CRT like filters you can apply and stuff, yeah. or like the pixel TV ones as well. Mm-hmm. So like those can look really really nice.
0: I haven't really played uh, with played with the played with those ones much yet. I can't really speak for for how that would look. Mm-hmm. I think one game that um. One game that doesn't upscale super well but does have a really good fan project to make it upscale well is uh, Final Fantasy VI. So uh, that game used... It had really beautiful 2D backgrounds with 3D models walking in front. Um, when you upscale, 3D models look absolutely perfect but the backgrounds, they don't. So there's actually a mod project that takes some like the early concept art and... Uh, upscales based on that it redraws some sections and like actually tries to make the game look really
1: really good sounds very very nice i know some people don't appreciate when fans do that Mm. but there are others that do and so someone putting in that time and work to do it is just really awesome to see
0: I'm happy with people doing whatever they want with a mod project, but when it, when it's something that I'm going to run myself, I like to keep it sort of as, as close to the original art style as possible. I'm not the sort of person who's going to go play Skyrim and then add in <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine. But a bear playing a loot, that is a very different story.
1: <laughs> that That's true. I know... Morrowind in particular they've got the Tamriel rebuilt project where they're like expanding like Mm. so that you actually have the main land of Morrowind with the island and they've put a lot of effort into like keeping the style the same and consistent with like the content that's already there and I really appreciate that and love that point that they're like working on it and they've been working on this for like well over a decade Mm -mm. now expanding it on top of it they've also got like hd textures that you can add if you don't want the old low scale graphics textures as well
0: i think a really cool project when it comes to the older scrolls is uh is skywind skywind is always like i've been like sort of paying attention to that one for a very long ass time and you know rebuilding an entire game an entire different game takes a long time mm-hmm. um yeah. I've never actually played Morrowind. I would like to go back and actually play it, but i I don't know how how poorly that game is aged.
1: So, if you're playing on the original engine, mm. you do have a few extra bugs, but it's really janky. Sure. If you're gonna play like modern OpenMW is the way to do it. Mm. It has a couple extra quality of life stuff with it. There are some of the bugs that like aren't really like feature mm-hmm. stuff that have aren't in the engine, but runs really really well. Right. So mm-hmm. having the contrast between that and like the Xbox version, it's like I prefer the one OpenMW over like the original engine, in mm-hmm. spite of being able to like take advantage of glitches to buff my character up like really really badly from.
0: One right, right, right. Um, I, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for Bethesda to actually, you know, release a new game. Uh,
1: I think everyone else is too. Like, did you hear we about just the came-
0: um, what, what was it? The there was a Skyrim anniversary they, version they wanted yes. to release the tenth, tenth uh, uh, anniversary edition. Yeah. Uh huh. Where I heard
1: about that one.
0: Yep. Uh, did you hear about the new features because that has new features you mean
1: the expanded fishing in all the creation club content in it
0: yep yep
1: so exciting
0: <laughs> i know except the, you know there's been mods for fishing <laughs> since the game came out very exciting
1: i know i still play- have the original version that i play with mods mm-hmm. not the not the special edition with the creation club the original original edition in steam that has the workshop content
2: mm. and
1: runs really really smoothly on proton
0: yeah it's so weird that they re-released the game and it just runs completely differently in proton um let's let's actually have a look Let, how many versions oh god there's so many fucking versions of skyrim uh actually no, they're <laughs> gold right now okay that's actually impressive i wonder if i know one of them used to be silver um but it's gotten better, I guess. That's good. You can even play the VR version, which I don't know why you'd want to do.
1: Uh, Unless... I don't know either. <laughs> Unless you're playing, like, the original VR version, it probably still runs really smooth, mm. which I found really cool because I'm sitting here, like, playing Skyrim at 60 FPS on Proton mm. while also running a YouTube video off on the side, and it's like, oh, I like this.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, there was something I was gonna say about. Shit, I forgot what I was gonna say. I completely forgot. Anyway, uh, I right, I originally played Skyrim on the other uh, PS3. I had I had that experience of Skyrim, and that was not a that was not a good Skyrim experience. Besides, obviously, like the yeah. shitty load times, the other uh, PS3 version was, it was a little buggy to say the least.
1: Not akin to any other anything else that you find in Bethesda games. No That's pretty not. standard. Uh, um, I mean, they even did really well to port the bugs to Switch as well.
0: I um I had a I had a bug that soft locked my main story. I <laughs> So there was a, a quest early on where you have to like take, you know, like the claw things and there's like the symbols on it and you unlock it with the door that thing um, yeah there was one time when you just put the claw in and it just didn't open at all just stayed there you reset stayed there came back it stayed there
1: yeah. if you're on console you can't just TCL through the wall either Nope,
0: you you're stuck there you're you gotta you gotta just Wait until they patch it or make a new save file or do something. Go. Well, to be fair, I I didn't play the the story content for the first like hundred hours I played that game.
1: Yeah, that, that's pretty easy to avoid. I know in some of the older games they like make you lose the game if you avoid the main storyline. Oh jeez. So Daggerfall was really aggressive about that apparently. Like, Mm -hmm. if you didn't go and, like, do the next step in the storyline, you would get hounded by guards and arrested.
0: Oh, Jesus. (laughs)
1: And I think they got rid of, they basically encouraged you to do your own thing in Morrowind, Mm -hmm. so you could continue to do the main story or forget about it, and they didn't care. So, I think Daggerfall was the one where they were really aggressive, and they, like, mostly hands off with the aggressiveness and Mm. time-based stuff in Morrowind.
0: Uh, How do you feel about, like, time-based... Like, games that are entirely time-based, where it's like, hey, if you don't do this mission by this point, that mission just doesn't exist anymore. It
1: works depending on the quest. Mm -hmm. So there are some things where it's like, with Skyrim, like, you can just, like, start a quest and forget Mm. about it and Mm. come back, and it's, like, sitting there waiting for you. For from an immersion standpoint, Mm. really, why? Yeah. The convenience, like we made it so that the normies and plebs could play it and like enjoy it. Mm. It's like it's just a grind fest at that point. Like I'm gonna go build my house and then come back and worry about dragons. Sure, sure. Whereas a time based thing means like, okay, so how do I want to budget my time? Do Mm. I really want to accept this quest right now? Mm -hmm. Uh, so it kind of puts more like onus on you to make a decision versus like pick it up and then forget about it later and like oh yeah (laughs) Mm, okay
0: I'm the sort of person who, who sort of wants to do all of the content the game has to offer and like there's there's a lot like Take uh, take Persona for example. If you want to do everything that game has to offer, you sort of like there are there are guides for how to like order out every single day to get like the absolute best <laughs> stats and do all of the content. And hmm. as much as I like Persona, like that's one of the things I didn't like playing. Like that's one of the, I, that that kind of annoys me.
1: Uh. Well, I know for a lot of games, they structure it so that you can experience all the content, but you have to play it multiple times to do that. Yeah. Whereas Skyrim is set up towards, like, okay, you've joined every faction that hates each other, mm. and um, you, they still hate each other, but you're the leader of all these factions now, so technically they don't hate each other, but they still do. Mm. So, but here's the game, and go have fun.
0: Yeah, Skyrim... Skyrim doesn't really. There's a lot of like weird immersion things like that. Like you can become like the fucking the savior of the world, but like you still get harassed by guards.
1: <laughs> like I saved you from the dragon. Give me a break. Come on.
0: It's like oh no, I I I know it's sort of like a running joke with the game, but like you hit a chicken and everyone tries to kill you, but like. There's other things like that, like, you, you sort of, I don't know, that I, I I like Skyrim. I, I like it for all its flaws and all of its, like, weirdness, but, man, one day, one day Elder Scrolls 6 will maybe exist. Like GTA 6, maybe. one day that might exist as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's There's a certain place in my library where Skyrim is, and it's mostly for mindless gameplay, and then there are others where, like, I've got other stuff for, like, more immersive. Like, I'm sitting here for six hours and, like, just grinding out economies and resources. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, like, itching my god complex.
0: Yeah, I I don't tend to play games for that long, but uh, there's, there's one game recently that sort of, like, sort of got me playing a lot of it. Uh, I started playing Final Fantasy 14 and... Man, that game's really fun. I uh, I got to the point where I I, I don't know if you ever played that, but the the class system's called uh called jobs. So I got to the level where I could change my job, and you can play every single job on the same character. Um, Hi. so I sat there for like six hours leveling up my my crafting and gathering skills. I didn't even do any combat that day. I'm just like, I want to go hit some rocks, and it sort of it it. <laughs> I guess activated like the RuneScape part of my brain, and I just I just played it for a while. Like, why am I doing this? What am I doing uh, with my time?
1: Finding out soft play for hours just to make a bunch of money on the Grand Exchange. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I don't even know what makes money in RuneScape anymore. Like, I remember back when like maple logs were worth a lot and willow mm-hmm. logs were worth a lot before like the whole the whole bot situation
1: well soft clay used to be like one that made a lot on the grand exchange mm-hmm. and I would grind that out like a lot and I had a good stack of like I think a 100,000 gold mm-hmm. that I lost like sometime when I like was away and not playing runescape for a while
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's like dang it and all my holiday items that I had for mm-hmm. like years of playing gone
2: mm-hmm.
0: Sad. I. I don't. I don't. I don't. I never want. To, I never want RuneScape to be in my life again. I. I played it for seven years. That's enough. <laughs> it taught me how economies work. It taught me how like how to manage my resources. Apart from that, I don't want to see it again.
1: uh I. I'm the kind of person like so in strategy games. Mm. I'll like work on my economy. Like I will. I've brute forced economies multiple times. It's like resources, resources, resources. Mm. Then once I have my economy set, if I'm allowed to do that, mm. here comes the army. Right. <laughs> just steamroll everything. It's all mine.
0: My brain is too small to understand strategy games. I just, I just, I can never understand. I, I, I've tried to play them, and every time, like, I don't know what's happening. I don't, I don't care to know what's happening. Can I just go and hit a tree? Let me go. Let me go and hit something. <laughs> Yeah, like I like um, I use I do like small scale strategy like you're managing you know like Final Fantasy Tactics sort of stuff like where you're managing like a small group that I can deal with but like the large army scale tactics like no, I don't want to play this go away. Yeah,
1: well I I've kind of got like this like thing where like games that i play the most it's kind mm-hmm. of cyclical like the kind of games it is mm-hmm. so like at one point during the year i feel more like um the simulator type games the other part of it i feel more like strategy and Mm-mm. like then there's shooters and everything else and it just kind of like Mm-mm. depends on the phase
0: yeah it's fair um i i typically just stick with like rpgs and stuff like that like i i there's, there's some other things I do like, but most of the time it's that. There's a, a couple of shooters I like. The problem with shooters is, like, I, I like to stream a lot of stuff, and I find that streaming a shooter doesn't really work too well for me. It, it takes too much of my concentration to play the game at a decently playable point. A uh, playable level, I guess.
1: Uh there... I've noticed some of that too, somewhat. Hmm. The way I've been doing Morrowind on the Xbox is I've got my TV set off to the side and then it goes into the Elgato. Mm. And so I'm sitting here staring at the TV over here and like I've got to look over at chat over here. And Mm. then sometimes I hit that point to where it's like I'm just fighting something and I don't pay attention to the screen. And sometimes it's got like four or five new messages that like, when I look over, it's like, oh, crap. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I try to keep my chat like as close to what I'm looking at as possible. I've got it like just off to the side of my main screen.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's normally what I do. So I've got like my second monitor with like restream pulled up in Mm. chat and browser. And then OBS right next to it in the master position. Mm. And then my main laptop monitor basically has whatever I'm playing. Right, 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 right.
0: That makes sense.
1: And OBS does this weird thing sometimes where it, like, widens up the size for no particular reason what when I select and... them. So, like, it resizes itself to be slightly wider, and
2: oh. for whatever reason,
1: without me doing a keystroke, like, telling it to widen up a at all.
0: Um, like, that might be OBS I... not being able to operate at that size or something. I don't know. I... Uh, like, I've noticed that, that um... When I open up Handbrake, I can only shrink it down to a certain size, so that might have something to do with it. I'm not entirely sure.
1: Yeah. well, it's not that bad. Being as I can still see chat, okay. Sure, so. sure. Do
0: you, um, it's just
1: slightly weird. What
0: version of OBS do you actually use? Like, do you use like the native version, Flatpak? What do you use?
1: Um, the native one. And what I think? What Let me. Distro are you on on artx currently
0: oh so wait you don't have like the uh, how do you use like the browser plugin to uh have embedded chat
1: uh no i don't use the embedded chat in obs Mm -hmm. but oh have it set up to do it it just breaks on occasion for whatever reason so, so you, you, you yeah so
0: you are using like a plugin to like do do you have the set up or anything like that?
1: I do, but they break on occasion and um the plugin is the QT Webkit plugin yeah, I think yeah, I've been yeah, using okay. for a while.
0: Yeah, I I don't use the plugin anymore. I I use So the problem with the the version of OBS in the Arch repos is it shit. Um the mm-hmm. Arch team yeah. have left a bug in it and just don't want to fix it. Um, so, yeah. it, it's a problem with like, it's using uh, a. There's a there's a web, a Chrome embedded framework that OBS uses, and the version that OBS needs is different from the version in the Arch repos. So. Uh, basically the way that the, I've got it set up is with a version from the AUR that has like a specific version just for OBS and does it like that and then I get all of the extra like the extra nice features that OBS has like embedded browser, embedded chat I don't get things like the uh, the Twitch or YouTube integration because those rely on the OBS team's um, like keys for those sites which is annoying I would have to use the Snap version to get those and I don't I don't want to use the oh. Snap version
1: uh, I think I started to set that stuff up, but like, I'm just like, okay, I'm done for now, that's right fair. now.
0: That, that's fair. Well, if you're not gonna like, if you don't rely on that being there, it's not a big deal, I guess. Oh, uh, I just find it. I just
1: kind of use it basic.
0: <clears throat> are you saying something about an Elgato before? What are you actually using?
1: Um, I got the Elgato Cam Link. Ah, so, like okay. I, I was gonna say. Ah, yeah. uh, so got one of those cheap $10 HDMI USB things. And it's like, I sat there, I plugged it in, I looked at it and it's sitting there running at like 10 FPS. Uh, so I messaged a seller from eBay and I'm like, hey, this is a thing. Dude's like, oh, you just need to quit more application. It runs just fine. I'm like, I am not doing that. I don't think I need to do that, really. You're full of crap. <laughs> it just dropped the money on it. Uh-huh. And- the hundred bucks on it and got that and it's been working just fine, except for sound somewhat, which mm. might be something with my RCA to hdmi converter.
0: Hmm. I I don't use the sound for the cam link, so I can't really talk about that. I just use the cam link for my uh my camera. Um oh. but the the uh FPS problem you had is uh, by default, it's going to recognize the color space as different from what it should be. Uh, in OBS, you can swap that to, I think it's like BGR3 emulated, and then it will work fine.
1: I yeah. I played around with it with the cheaper one I got, so.
0: But, wait, so. Uh, the
1: Elgato works fine.
0: Wait, when you play games, then do you use the OBS preview to play it?
1: No, I don't. Like, I've got a splitter that goes into the TV and then into the converter. Oh. There's, like, I think half a second of delay between, like, what I see on the TV and what's in the previewer. Mm. So.
2: Right. uh, It's just,
1: like, uh, that's kind of janky. And I'm, like, I was planning on playing on the TV anyway. Mm. Because I know that's what other people have done, like speedrunners and such. And it's, like, I like that setup. I had to like search Amazon for like longer than I should have in order to find the right splitter because Mm. everything wanted to go like male to female splitters versus Mm. the other way around that I needed.
0: Uh Aha. Okay. I needed
1: male in to male out both ways. What? Why? So so I plugged the console into the splitter and then plugged the splitter into the TV and then the other. Um that splits off goes to the converter as well into the computer.
0: Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to know how my jank setup works? So I use. Um. I don't know if I can lift it up. Can we? Uh, can we get it? Uh, no. Okay. We can, there we go. I have a. Uh. What is it called? Ava Media Live Gamer Portable Two Plus. The greatest. <laughs> one. Um.
1: I was looking at those ones too.
0: It works really nice. They, it's plug and play on Linux. Hmm. Um. It is recognized as a webcam. Anyway, um, the way I do my audio is hilarious. So I, <laughs> there's probably a better setup for this. Uh, you can do audio out to the Live Gamer Portable, and it's supposed to have a button to change the volume level. The button does <laughs> not work. Um. I don't know if it's just a problem with my unit or what it is. So what I do is I send the audio into OBS and then I listen to the preview of the audio from OBS.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I'm looking at making my setup even more jankier Mm. by going from the splitter taking the audio lines Mm. into one that'll convert it into 3.5 millimeter for Mm. microphone.
2: Mm -hmm. And then
1: because my laptop has the combined port... Mm -hmm. Got to get a splitter that goes headphone audio mm-hmm. and microphone audio, so I can split it off. So I can plug three point five millimeter in as the microphone, and then my headphones in to the headphones.
0: You can certainly There's some jank setups you can do if you just put some effort into it. Like you, you'd be surprised, but like how many adapters into adapters you could get working.
1: Yeah, well. Like I said, my biggest assumption is that the audio is just messed up through the converter, sure, the HDMI sure. converter. Mm. It might mean buying a different one instead of a cheapo Chinese one.
0: Right, right.
1: Walmart sells these suckers like a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I've been lo- thought about getting one of those, which I still might.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: If I want to play something like Something older like that. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna play it on emulator. Like, it's <laughs> too much effort. I don't. I. I get the appeal of hardware, but like, you know, I, I'll just emulate it.
1: Yeah. Well, it it just feels bad because some of these just sit and gather dust, and it's like, okay, how can I take advantage of it, and how else can I justify this purchase of a? Hard to copy game on taxes.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I totally get that. Um, I just, I just like the easy approach. If I can just like spin it up, like uh, spin it up a couple of minutes, not have to deal with like dicking around with all that sort of stuff. Uh, do upscaling things like that. I like I have a beefy enough computer where I can sort of like where it makes sense.
1: Uh, well, running a. TX 1050. Mm. I want to do recording with yeah, game
0: footage.
1: This kind of like makes it easier to do that as well.
0: And GPUs still. They're getting cheaper. They are getting cheaper. Mm-hmm. And they're still a little bit expensive though. Yeah.
1: Well, I would need to get the eGPU setup up so that I could hook an external GPU up. Right. right. Laptop.
0: I was actually looking at our GPU prices recently. So. Um, actually let's go to Newegg and see what they're like in the US Uh, because uh, 6600 XT is $900 here but that's 900 Australian so that puts it around I think 600 Uh, 6600 XT but I looked at like comparison don't show me the Australian prices, stop it (laughs) I came here for the specifically for the American prices Uh,
2: 750.
0: Oh, God, you guys are getting shafted.
1: What the fuck? That's the way it normally is for us. (laughs) No, it's actually
0: cheaper to just buy a card from Australia and just have it shipped to America at this point. What the fuck?
1: That include, uh, oh, shipping? If it's free shipping, maybe, but...
0: Yeah, well, that no, that would I could guess that would add to it. Um, oh. Fucking hell! But um, I actually was comparing my card to a sixty-six hundred, and I was like, hmm. Even though the card is very expensive, is the boost justifiable? And it's like the difference between my card and um, the sixty-six hundred in some games is like. 10 uh 10 fps per $100. Like hmm. Hmm. My my plan at this point is I'm probably going to wait until the next generation of cards and if the cards are still insanely expensive, I feel like the difference between my card and the new card will be so great that even though the price is so massive, like the the uh, purchase still can be justified.
1: Well, if you're getting like close to the cutting edge, then you've still got like a good number of years you can go without mm. like needing to upgrade.
0: Yeah, I got a what is it, a RX 570 or something. So 570, I don't know what it's called. Um so it was like it's not a top end car by any means.
1: Yeah. But it still runs pretty well. Yeah, it runs it runs well
0: enough. How old is this card anyway? I don't even know. When did this card come out? Ah, uh, twenty seven came out in twenty seventeen. Fuck, that was a while ago. Maybe, Maybe. that's why I can uh, I can justify it. Mm. But um, I don't know GPU prize is still fucked. I I hope they come down at some point. That'd be that'd be nice, I guess. Otherwise, I guess we can all just buy Steam decks.
1: Yeah, Steam deck isn't half bad looking.
0: Yeah, obviously it's like slower than what I'm currently running, but like it's also a very small screen, so you can justifiably play on a low
1: resolution. Hmm. Think, but I think it's still bigger than the oh Switch screen too. Um, That's a good question. Actually. Think I think.
0: It might Linus be. Linus brought a switch. Uh switch screen. 5.5. Yeah, it's a, it's an inch bigger. Okay. Uh let's see. Don't argue with fanboys. Proton is just as bad as cloud gaming. What is this? What? <laughs> uh I guess this is just someone who is a yeah, this is a, um, a, a very big Switch fanboy. N- uh, noting the sheer hypocrisy of putting down cloud versions of Switch games for not being native while simultaneously trying to champion Steam Deck using a wrapper-like Proton, also not native. I don't think the problem that people have with uh cloud games is the fact they're not native.
1: I think it's more the local thing. I mean, if my internet shuts down because wireless broadband and I can't play my game because it's a cloud game, that sucks. If it's on Proton, I can still play it.
0: Well, even if the internet is working, like, there's going to be, like, especially what's fucking happening today, there's going to be situations where your internet (laughs) is just crapping out and you can't play it anyway. Like, even if your internet is technically functioning, I wouldn't want to play, like, any slightly, uh, anything, like, more than just like a turn-based game with like a 200 ping that would be unplayable
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, it just kind of sucks it's like what am i supposed to do with this now i can't do anything i can run irc just fine but anything else don't count on it
0: (laughs) yeah but hey no you can go go play some cloud games go i don't know go play some fortnite on uh, stadia or whatever it's on
1: yeah yeah Fortnite's already halfway a cloud game. You just made it even more cloudy on Stadia. Yeah, imagine,
0: uh, imagine playing a multiplayer cloud game. Like you're just adding layers upon layers of lag. What's
1: the point?
0: I don't know how it actually handles lag. I know, I know. Uh, there's a there's, there's sort of two ways to handle to handle lag. You have the boomer shooter way, which is you just let the game run 300 milliseconds behind, and if someone, if you need to hit someone, you just aim 300 milliseconds ahead. Or you have wow. the uh, the way that a lot of modern games do it, which I fucking cannot stand. I would much rather my hitboxes not line up than having rubber banding. I can't stand rubber banding. That, Like, the second a game rubber bands, I just want to put it down.
1: Yeah, rubber banding is really janky. I'm sitting there, like, think. Minecraft is one example that has been really bad at it when hmm. you're playing multiplayer and you've got like that lag. It's like, okay, I'm all the way up here. Oh, I'm back yeah. here. Uh, oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, or like you will dig a hole or something and you just get shot all the way back up, things like that. It's like I, rubber banding is bad. Just let, me, let the game just be slow. Like I'm happy with that
1: actually when it comes to minecraft and digging a hole my favorite one's is when like the terrain doesn't update and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you see those dirt blocks come back up and you're in the same position you were in mm-hmm. where you just dug and it's like choking now
0: <laughs> uh one game that handles it really well is once again final fantasy uh it's just like you know what fuck it you want to have 300 milliseconds ping well okay y- your client's just going to be 300 milliseconds out of date with the
1: server that's fine huh don't think strategy games do it really handle it really well either though uh age of empires i know basically like shuts the game down if it's too high and is mm. like hey this guy's like delayed really badly tell him to like stop it <laughs> like pauses like do you want to gives you like a 10 second countdown like do you want to drop this player now because mm. <sighs> they're like not catching up
0: Mm-mm. Guess that's one way to do it. Just like fuck it. Uh, Who cares?
1: I think there are a couple other games like Hearts of Iron 4 that just sync and so you got someone that's like playing over here on a completely different timeline than mm. what the rest are playing on. Right, right. <laughs> uh
0: I I think I think the there was one time where um I this was back when I had like like what is what, what, what let's try to think of words first back when australia had like really shitty internet i had exceptionally shitty internet and um i was playing battlefield 3 at like on australian servers at like <laughs> 200 ping but it wasn't a stable 200 ping it was like sometimes jumping up and that that was that was the point when I quit uh, when I quit playing multiplayer shooters. Like I'm just done. Like I uh, I get angry enough playing these games anyway. I'm just gonna find something else to play and uh do literally anything else with my time.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's literally like ninety percent of my um online gaming is mm. just bad lag, and I think the only like also at the time the exceptions are like older games pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably because their like packets are super small that they're yeah, sending yeah. back and forth.
0: Well, also the way, as I said, the, the way they just handle their their networking is usually just don't handle it, just let it let it be mm-hmm. delayed.
1: Yeah. Like, oh, you just got these packets about this about this player's position. It's like cool.
0: You're like, it, you, when you you get good enough at a game like Quake, you just know that if you're two hundred milliseconds behind, you just
1: aim ahead and you'll be good yeah i know particularly for like some of those games like sometimes you start out like really like in a position where it's like oh i suck but i think there eventually comes a point where you're like okay i got this head 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 yeah i
0: i uh i i feel when i play a game like xenotic for example i feel like i'm good at it until, like, the one dude who only plays Xenotic shows up. And it's like, oh! DT. Yeah, he's, he's actually surprisingly good at that game. Um, I am surprised by, like, how good he is at, like, the various, like, FOSS games out there. Um, hmm. But... Or like you I'll just have the server running and some like rando will join and it's like, oh I've played like three hundred hours of Xenotic. Like, yeah, I can I can I can tell. I can definitely tell.
1: Well, if you've played Quake Three like multiple hours when it first came out, Quake Three Arena mm-hmm. and that pretty much every other like Foss person shooter, fast paced shooter, you've pretty much got down because that's what they're all based on Mm -mm.
0: well uh, doesn't Zenotic even have some Quake 3 maps? like they're not all original maps I'm
1: pretty sure it does Mm. and I think Zanotic might actually be a work of Open Arena if I remember correctly Mm -hmm. Open Arena is basically the one that was like a direct derivative of Quake 3 Arena
0: right 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 Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I haven't played this before, but I do know of it. Yeah. People keep bothering me to do another not extreme. I should do one at some
1: point. <laughs> yeah. See, I think Open Arena was one, kind of one of the first ones that I, like, installed when I, like, on linux Mm, mm. like the first thing i did was games 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 what games are there Mm. and when you've got think this was before the ubuntu um software center too so Mm what you're stuck with synaptic trying to find games on it (laughs) (laughs) which is a marginally good marginally bad experience honestly because you're like, okay, GUI program. Mm-hmm. It's really cool because like you've got all the stuff in one place and you don't have to think about it when mm-hmm. you're coming from Windows. At the same time, it's like something better comes along like Software Center later on. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow.
0: Well, this is where you just go and like search forums to find stuff and you don't try to look for it yourself.
1: <laughs> True. Except... Most of the forums I was on at the time, everybody's like, Gitch Linux, go for Windows, blah blah blah. Ah, uh, okay. Actually, that... And when you don't want parental controls, mm-hmm.
0: that kind of reminds me of the uh, the comment section of um, Linus's videos where he's he's talking about switching to Linux, like the recent WAN shows. Um oh, yeah. Whenever he mentions Linux, that like half the comments are Linus, you have no idea about Linux. You're a moron. Stop talking about Linux. You're wrong about this. The other half is Linus, stop using stop using Linux. Windows the best the best operating system. Go back to Windows. Like no like I I'm actually really excited for this first video where Linus said that uh, in the when show, he said that this first video is going to really piss off the hardcore Linux guys.
1: And I hope it yeah, does. I... Oh, I mean, he's going at it from the point of view where like he's starting from ground zero mm. with no help. Yeah. Most everybody starts at. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's like really looked at articles as well, mm. which when I first started stuff wasn't even like around like Mm-mm. hardly any YouTube stuff or anything. I mean the most you had was like maybe the occasional tutorial with like text the text tut- YouTube tutorials with Crazy Train in the background. <laughs> Fucking That's freestyler. just the standard one that everybody did.
0: Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah the resources that are available nowadays are actually like, there's, there's places where they could be worked on. And that's sort of why I make my videos. But mm. honestly, like, what you, what you have nowadays is actually really good. Like, I can sit here and complain about the ArchWiki being a mess and the Gen2Wiki just being better. But at the end of the day, both resources are better than not having resources in the first place.
1: When I moved to an Arch-based distro mm-hmm. And, like, found the Arch Wiki, That changed a lot of things for me, too Because, mm-hmm. like, m- a lot of things were like Okay, search for it Google it, and this, that, and the other And, like, hope to find something That isn't a five-year-old article
2: mm-hmm.
1: They're now, like, 10, 15-year-old articles
0: mm-hmm. Like, there are, there are parts of the, uh, the Arch Wiki That sort of have Been left to the wayside but most of the most of the like the the, the big stuff does frequently get updated.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that bothers me is that like occasional troubleshooting thing where I'm going through the wiki and I'm like, mm-hmm. this is like working. I've tried this, 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 and this. And I realized I was kind of stupid and overlooked something, and mm-hmm. then it fixes. <laughs> like, oh, it was really simple. I'm stupid again. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: there or it's something that's not in the wiki because it was just like a mistake you made in setting it up rather than like an actual mistake, an actual problem with the program.
1: Mm-hmm. There there are a couple where i found and this is mostly on the pine phone which mm-hmm. is like super like early still in some things. Yeah. But like SXMO they're working on using sways sways a back end. Mm-hmm in place of dwm for wayland
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so some of the migration from sxmo to swmo is kind of weird and it's like i'm not sure what's going on but it's not working mm-hmm. so i like do the script thing and like it goes through and does its thing and it's like i'm gonna let sit here and wait it out until something fixes what at this I, point the fuck am i looking at
0: I just found SXMO. This is like... Actually fucking...
1: It's DWM. It is peak Linux user. It's kind of the one where it's like... Okay. I like this a little bit more than some of the other options.
0: Like, as much as I like... You know, D menu and like the, the... The DWM look. Why is this video not loading? I... I don't want that on my phone... Well, oh, here we go. Video is loading now. Yeah, this this is it, this is technically a mobile interface. I see a terminal window. I, I see literally ST running on it. Um, oh. this is this is ridiculous. <laughs> I love it. Like this, I I I kind of want to buy a phone just to do something stupid like this. But, like, this is this is not a good phone interface.
1: It, it is still very janky. Oh, yeah. It works. Like, early SXMO people complained because it was very heavy, like, button-based. Right. So you're sitting there using the power button and volume buttons a lot. Mm-hmm. And then they added touch gestures, which changed a lot of things. So you can, like, adjust the brightness and things like that with touch gestures now.
0: Okay, I must be looking... This video they have on there must be an older video then, because it's just, like, constantly using the uh, the audio rocker.
1: Ah, that would be an older one then.
0: Oh, wait, no, it's showing... Ah, okay, no, it, it's showing that it's still there, but you also still have... Ac- okay, you do have access to gestures. Okay, okay.
2: Yeah.
1: I thought of using the gesture daemon on my ThinkPad to mess around with it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I'm still, like... Not quite sure about that, but I've taken the keyboard and like, mm. okay, on-screen keyboard, got that. Because you're trying to use the ThinkPad in tablet mode, you don't have access to the keyboard.
2: Mm.
1: There are just a couple other things I'm trying to figure out with that. Make it just screen stuff. futile
0: So how is the uh, how
1: is the PinePhone?
0: What is the, exper- the PinePhone experience like?
1: haven't used it as a daily driver.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I have plugged my SIM card into it. So depending on the phone network, you have to like adjust the network settings for mm. your cellular network.
2: Like,
1: it's odd, but at uh-huh. the same time it makes sense cuz mm-hmm. some of that just isn't automatically set in even though it wants to be. Mm-hmm. So, like to get data, I had to change the phone a network name so that I could actually connect to data, but calls and texts come in just fine. We've mm-hmm. barely done like MMS, but I still find Plasma kind of janky, mm. even though it's the official, like, what official interface for the Pine phone.
2: Mm-mm.
1: And it's like, I still can't get behind it. I like Fosh a little bit better than the Plasma. Mm. And then SXMO is just like the kind of fun one to play around with.
0: Yeah, like this, 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 uh, I presume the, the picture they have on their, their website would be Plasma then. Um, this looks like a phone interface. Like that, that looks functional. It doesn't look like a modern version of Android, but like it looks, you know, a couple of versions old. It, it looks like you can use it.
1: Um, mm-hmm. it's usable for mm-hmm. Plasma. It's just kind of weird because the Pine phone is still like, a Low powered device mm. So sometimes the applications Take longer to start up than you want them to Right Especially when you're running it off of an SD card
0: Hmm. Yeah phone specs are kind of weird To compare because I don't really know What the reference point is here Like oh it's an ARM Cortex A53 Like what, what does that mean Yeah
1: I don't remember exactly Like what that means but it means that it doesn't run as fast as you would expect it. Is mm-hmm. what I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah.
0: I kind of want to get one. Like I, I've been thinking about getting one. Just not, not just like my main phone. Like I, I like my my Chinese spyware phone. It does everything I need it to do. Um, uh, but I think there'd be a lot of fun content with the Pine phone, mm-hmm. especially messing around with things and, like XMO, uh, XM, SXMO, for example.
1: oh oh. It's just odd setup Mm -hmm. somewhat, but it does the odd setup somewhat well. Mm -hmm. It keeps getting smoother is what's nice. So like I think WayDroid was the more recent thing that was optimized on it.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So, like you can actually run your, rather than using Anbox with like Xorg and having to worry about that, you're running your Android emulator in Mm Island. for as a front end, and then it uses Oh, lineage OS for the image as mm-hmm. well. You're not; they're running this like janky app manager. You're actually running Android per se in it, but mm-hmm. then it can containerize the apps, so it's like an app on your phone instead of trying to do this janky setup to get the icons to work on your home screen.
0: Hmm. Hmm. It's still very obviously like beta, very beta but there's clearly there's clearly something being done here to make it work
1: Mm -hmm. and Android apps run somewhat smoothly Mm -mm. now on it too so now someone's got like an Android build for the PinePhone specifically They're, Uh they're somewhat being up on
0: so what you're saying is, I could try to play Fortnite on it. It won't run very it well. It probably
1: no, it won't.
0: I wonder if you could play Among it... Us slightly well. Among Us is a much less demanding game.
1: You might be able to play it slightly well, but I still wouldn't bank on it.
0: <laughs> Maybe you should go back and play like an early version of Temple Run then, from back from like 2013.
1: I would probably stick to the um, oh portrait games because what i've been able to see mm. land it doesn't waydroid doesn't work too well with landscape plus right. it's just a weird way that like fosh is messing with it that it doesn't tell it we're in landscape now aha uh-huh. okay
0: yeah that <laughs> yeah, it does sound a bit messy um i don't know does it i wonder how you would capture the screen on this though if you... I know it has USB-C. I don't know if you mm-hmm. can do... Oh, wait, no. DisplayPort alternate
1: mode output. So,
0: you can do DisplayPort over USB-C, I guess.
1: Uh, um, Yeah, the, it basically has the convergence stock that you can
0: get into uh-huh. it. It's
1: got your Ethernet and USB stuff on it. Right, so I could go from so...
0: that into my Ava Media or something like that.
1: You can, so it'll basically take the um, external display that mm. you have and then display that rather than the phone screen itself. So you're using the phone screen as kind of an auxiliary app drawer. Uh huh. Can't, you could. And then you've got the main screen where you're doing all your other stuff with the keyboard and whatnot.
0: Uh huh. Okay. Cause I know there it's are videos. It's still kind of
1: really janky.
0: Yeah, I know there are videos on the Pine phone, so there's clearly ways to do this. Uh, but I expect it to be very janky.
1: Hmm. Apparently, um, SWMO the Wayland counterpart to Sxmo runs really well, but I haven't been able to get that set up. Like I said, SWMO. Well, it's gonna be under Sxmo stuff. Um, me. Uh can okay. Linmob actually did a blog post about it. Oh, link SWMO Whalen version. Can we
2: do that?
0: Oh. Uh. Okay, so... The main idea is to have, uh, have main SXMO features over Sway. So DWM config would be Sway config. D menu would be B menu. SVKB would be WVKB. List GD would be List GD. Konky would be conky yeah.
1: Apparently, they're working on getting conky working under Wayland. Mm-hmm. But yeah.
0: Uh... That's what it says right here. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading a ticket for uh, SWMO. Mm. Huh. Th- this this list of like software is the reason why Linux doesn't have much support. It's just like this is like this. is just like a, a vomiting out letters.
1: <laughs> we we named our software acronyms. That's mm-hmm. about it. Yep. What does the acronym mean? It's what it does, and um, the software backend that it is. What does that mean? So WVKBd <laughs> is Island Virtual Keyboard. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Fucking NCMPCPP is my favourite nonsense one. <laughs> I don't even, honestly, I don't actually don't even know what it stands for. To be honest,
1: it's like N curses. I hear you.
0: N curses music player plus plus. Well, what is N curses then? Yeah. <laughs> NCMPCPP.
1: Uh, but it's a really good at NPC front end. So. It is, yes. I, I do like it.
0: Uh, wait, did you send something? Uh, yes, you
1: did. Okay, yes.
2: He, oh, got... I, he
1: posted a screenshot of what his setup looked like when he was writing the blog post, too. Uh... Somewhere in there, one of the links. Oh, it's remember. one of the
0: links, is it? Okay. That's annoying. Um, bu- bu- bu. Oh, this is what it looks like. Yep, here we go. Over on Fos to Don. Sure. Oh, shit. Oh, God, he's got, a, he's got a fucking ThinkPad keyboard. Why wouldn't he have a ThinkPad keyboard? <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Can, can someone explain to me the ThinkPad keyboard fetish? I don't get it.
1: I... I'm not quite sure. I think it's just a thing where it's like it feels really nice, and everybody likes it. So, Mm, okay. I
0: don't know. It's it's weird to me. I I wait. I don't think this guy has a mouse. I think he I think he's hardcore ThinkPad keyboard and uses (laughs) the the trackpoint as a mouse.
1: I mean, it's not a trackpoint. Isn't half bad for more precise stuff. I'm not counting on it.
0: You want to play uh want to play some some FPS with a trackpoint?
1: Oh, I already tried Marrowind for like 5 to 10 minutes with trackpoint. <laughs> How is that experience? It's like playing it's almost like playing Marrowind on Xbox except you're using your um finger to move it instead of your thumb.
0: I Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Like it it basically is a um, a thumbstick
1: just a smaller one uh, and it's in the middle of your keyboard. Mm. Yeah. Isn't... You, you don't have the luxury of like pressing the mouse buttons with your fingers mm-hmm. you've got one thumb that has to span both buttons
0: right right yeah that that that, does, that doesn't seem like a good way to... hey maybe it's a great way to interact I don't know but it it doesn't seem like a
1: good one I mean, it works in situations where, like, you don't have much space for a mouse, mm. but other than that, it's, like, for full-time use? No.
0: Well, this guy was clearly, like, a hardcore DWM guy, so he probably does a lot of stuff with, like, keyboard shortcuts. Hmm. I've sort of, oh. I've sort of, like, um, I guess merged the mouse and the window manager sort of, um workflow i i I like having my mouse but having the um you know the the window manager stuff in there is also nice like i like Mm -hmm. shortcutting everything that i can but being able to do stuff with my mouse a lot of the time is just going to be more convenient
1: uh there are some situations where like a game like locks the mouse Mm -hmm. the only thing that gets me out of that is the fact that i can like switch the screen with a keyboard shortcut And be like, okay, mouse is over here now. You're not focused anymore, game. Keep going, doing what you're doing. I'm going to mess with this over here. Switch videos and then back over here.
0: I've actually run into some games in Proton that um, when you defocus, the game just like stops. It just freezes. It's like, oh, okay. Move the mouse back. Works fine. It just doesn't want to run without the mouse being focused.
1: And then there are some games where it just crashes when it doesn't have focus, Skyrim.
0: I haven't seen one like that. That, that would be annoying.
1: Yeah, it's like, okay, I'm banking on you hating me about to do this, so I'm going to save right now, <laughs> mostly Bethesda games. And so I'm going to move over here, then come back over here. Mm-hmm. You're going to die. May as well just save and quit switch the thing over here and load up and back up again, because noticed... I'm running you off of a... Oh, sorry. SSD anyway. Hmm.
0: I've noticed that some stuff in uh, PCSX doesn't always play nicely. Like, I play with a, uh, a PS4 controller. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes, if I touch the trackpad in the center, the game just crashes.
2: <laughs> oh.
0: I don't know. That's weird. I usually just, like, every couple of minutes, I will save state just because of that. Um, yeah. But I don't know. It, I like the PS4 controller. It, like I, I, I get it. It's it's small. Um, but I, I, I grew up with PlayStation controllers. I kind of like them. I'm I'm used to the offset uh, sticks at this point. But every time I go back to a PS4 controller, I always just get used to it pretty much straight away.
1: Mm-hmm. And then depending on the program or emulator, whatever, mm-hmm. it'll actually take the controller. And it'll just hold on to it. So you can defocus over here and still continue playing your game with the controller, mm-hmm. which is really nice when that happens.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure PCSX does that. Um, obviously, it wouldn't if you were like using the keyboard, uh, but like using the controller, because like you don't need a controller for like your regular system, so there's no point letting that focus go. Yeah.
1: There are some things that Kind of weird. Mm. But, like, Lutris, you don't always have, like, the luxury of, like, running a controller straight up mm-hmm. because of the way it works. And I think Wine has it implemented now built in where a controller should automatically work. Mm-hmm. I still run SC controller anyway for my mappings to do Xbox controller stuff. So that if I want to play Dark Souls through Lutris, I can. Mm-hmm. So, my brother downloads Dark Souls Prepare to Die Edition. Mm. So, I set up a prefix in Lutris for it with the FS hack running. Mm-hmm. So I can get it full screen without like readjusting my whole doggone resolution. And then it works just fine, pretty smooth. The only thing left to do is make sure the controller works and it works flawlessly.
0: If I wanted to play, uh, go back and play Dark Souls 1, what would be the best version to play. I would actually own it on
1: PC. I think most people would say Prepare to Die Edition. Mm-hmm. So, I do, so, I... There's Prepare to Die Edition, which I haven't, like, gotten very far into. Mm-hmm. Then I've got Dark Souls Remastered on Switch as well, which I haven't gotten very far into. I think a lot of people prefer Prepare to Die Edition, in spite of having Remastered, because... Mm-hmm. Probably nostalgia and partially, like, usually do janky stuff with remastered editions of games.
0: Mm-hmm. It seems like they both I'm work fine sure. under under Proton. Remastered seems like it has a better rating, but... Um... Yeah, because I, I, I want to go back and play it at some point. It's just... I wasn't sure which version. I know the original version of the game was jank as hell.
1: <laughs> That's why people probably like it more over the other one. Mm-hmm. But uh, it might par- the Proton rating might be partially due to some of that jank because I don't think Proton always adjusts for game jank.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I'm just running it with the straight wine th- provided through Lutris that mm-hmm. has. The full-screen hacky stuff in it, too. Right, 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 right.
0: So what is this full-screen hack? Does the game just not work
1: in full-screen otherwise? Oh, so full-screen hack is what Steam Valve does with Proton. Right. So it's that thing where, like, it upscales the game if the game is too small for your monitor.
2: Aha. Uh-huh. Instead
1: of, like, your monitor changing resolutions... Valve was like, well, why do we need to do that when we can just, like, create a pseudo window and full screen that instead?
0: Right. Okay.
1: So, that FS hack was ported to regular wine that Nutris uses in some cases as well.
0: Mm-hmm, okay, okay. So,
1: Valve made it. Everybody else co-opted it, and it's in basically anything for gaming now. Plus I some didn't other even things. know about that. Uh, it's really really cool which is why i would run some games in proton mm-hmm. versus like using regular wine but mm-hmm. since it's available in regular wine now i'll just like figure out what runs best proton or whatever i can figure out with lutris
2: Mm-hmm.
0: going back to, okay so this is three years ago with steam play proton 4.2 huh mm-hmm. Okay. yeah, there's just a lot of really cool stuff I just didn't know about,
1: I guess. Uh, so now Windows, old Windows games force you to resize your resolution, hardware monitor resolution. Mm. Linux doesn't, which is a win in my book.
0: Right, yeah, there are <laughs> games like... Yeah, there is older games like that, isn't there? Of course. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot and, that was even a thing.
1: Uh, and there are some of those older games where the... Menu screen is a set like resolution period, mm-hmm. and so it's always readjusting that resolution when you go back into the menu stuff. Mm. Then when you go into the actual gameplay, you can resize it to like ten eighty p or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It just like is really janky when it does that. This just simplifies it and says, Nah, we don't need to worry about that. Hmm.
0: That makes sense. That might be why certain games report, like, really weird resolutions with my window manager sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, they will detect the, um... the size of the... the window when I first... when I first started the game. <laughs> <laughs> but not when it's actually full screen. But it's still running at that full screen resolution. But...
1: Huh. I have some games that, like, want... that tile in. Mm-hmm. It's like, it comes in... Master Tile... And it's like, okay. And then all I have to do is full screen it, and it's fine with the window manager.
0: Yeah, some games do tile properly, I've noticed. Others are like, no, no. What is? What, what do you mean fucking 960 by 1080? What is that? That's not a resolution.
1: Some games want to float. Some games tile. Some games go to full screen automatically. Mm. And it's just weird. So, like, one example is Kenshi mm. in Running Through Proton will basically go in and set to tile. Mm. So, you get like really stretched, um, weird aspect ratio stretching with yeah, yeah. the intro stuff. And then, once you like full screen it, it's just fine because you have it set to the normal resolution. It always starts out windowed.
0: I think my favorite bit of jank was Crystar, where. If you open it up in, like, a small window, it will just say, fuck it, don't care about that, we're running at 1080, and we'll just show you, like, that small window portion of the game. <laughs> um, but that's just at that point. Once you've full-screened, never unfull screen it, because if you do, then it actually will lower the resolution. So, um, <laughs> if you uh, unfull screen it goes to, like, a 480 window, Full screen mm. the game, it'll be locked at 480. The option menu doesn't let you change it. You change it to 1080, and it's like, no, we're running at 480 now. Doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. I know there's some source games, native source games that do the same thing. Mm. Where like it'll come up, well, no, this is when it loses focus. Mm-mm. It like shrinks the windows super hard down. Yeah, yeah. Because it'll yeah. start full screen and like shrink it down. And it's like the UI and everything is scaled to that size. Mm-hmm. And then you just full screen it back and it's fine. It doesn't do the resizing thing at all, so it stays at like 1080p or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: uh actually one last thing I want to talk about before we before we actually go. There's a um there's a list that is being compiled about games that are supporting um supporting anti-cheat. Uh, what was it called? AC AC compatibility list, that one. Here we go, I'll send it to you.
1: Still waiting on that Halo. Yeah, yeah, that's a while away. Well, Season 8 for Halo Master Chief Collection should be coming out tomorrow, mm-hmm. which I would hope they did the checkbox for it <laughs> so that it was enabled.
0: Yeah, I don't expect that to happen. I really don't. But um, there's there's a lot of stuff that's not. Yeah. And it's kind of sad, but some devs have said, "Yeah, we are gonna we're gonna look into it." Others like, "Nah, nah, which is nah." Oh,
1: well, I mean, three four three expressed interest in having Halo work on the Steam Deck.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, did like, they? Like, the sooner
1: they get that, yeah it's like that's a whole market of people it's like i can take my halo with me Mm they build the player base even more yeah 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 and then you add on halo infinite on top of it and if they're able to play it on the steam deck Mm -hmm. it just means they sell even more because now people are gonna buy it because they can play it on the steam deck Mm -hmm.
0: well in that case they might just be waiting for the steam deck to
1: release would be really stupid for testing purposes.
0: Well, they've got dev kits, so they can test it themselves. And then when it comes out for the users and they discover there's an edge case, well, fuck, we didn't think that one through.
1: <laughs> Did Do they really have dev kits, though, is the question?
0: Uh, dev kits were being sent out a couple of weeks ago, and some devs have, re- have actually got them, are showing their games, working on them. Um, oh. There was a, a Chinese uh, reviewer site that... Released, uh, released numbers on it. We're not sure if the numbers are real, but they claim they were real, and they look like the the values they are showing don't look ridiculous. Like they look, judging by like what we know about the hardware, they look like where they should be.
1: Got to look inside a little bit at the insides with the hardware too. So,
0: well, make sure you don't uh, kill yourself when you open it, though. Don't touch. Battery. I know.
1: Make sure that you run away from the battery really slowly, because that's about as long as it's going to take to explode on you.
0: I know some people like sort of memeing about that, but like the reason why they they were saying that is because they were covering their asses. It was a Bat- joke, and they were covering their asses.
1: Uh, I mean, th- there's some things where they had to like make sure that like okay just say this this and this it's probably one of those like legal or like not tech people things that are sane to say all this and so they're just appeasing the gods that be at like marketing or whatever Mm -hmm. and so it's like we know you people aren't dumb Mm -hmm. so here's how to do this this and this
2: the
0: video wasn't actually shot that well though like they jumped back and forth a couple of times like they would show like Something I think they showed the thumbstick removed and the thumbstick was back on the Steam Deck and they went forward again. It was it's sort of like shot the same way like the Verge PC build was shot, but just the guy (laughs) running it wasn't as incompetent.
1: Uh, I know some people complained about that that watched it on YouTube, like Mm. Linus complained about it, Yeah, 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 I think. Louis Rossman had a couple complaints about it, but it was mostly due to what they were saying Mm. about like batteries exploding and stuff. Then I think that's about the most that I've watched, but that's pretty much like really the person recording it understands like the people opening it are going to know what to Mm. do. Yeah. Yeah. They understand the risk that there is
0: like, with the battery, the only way to get that thing to explode is if you take that screwdriver and you like fucking stab it like that. Sure, that'll make it uh, explode. Absolutely. Uh,
1: Lewis Rossman had a video that he showed of one of his, his dudes, he borrowed a um prying tool from mm. him and messed up that tool. And so literally, um the dude's working on a MacBook and punctures the battery mm. and the battery just starts to smoke and fizzle and the dude like walks away. <laughs> okay i'm gonna get away from this thing it's like starting to smoke on me like mm. then a split second like okay i'm out see ya Mm
0: -mm. yeah like you're not gonna die instantly especially with a battery that small like if it was a laptop battery that's a different story like those are very big batteries um Mm. clearly the steam deck the battery in it isn't that big
1: It, but it's supposed to squeak out a few hours of performance out of it. Yeah, so. I don't know
0: what what the actual numbers are going to be like. Linus did hint at them doing something. I don't know if that's going to be their own teardown or early benchmarks or something like that. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm very excited to see like actual real-world benchmarks. Like, hey, if I'm playing a Doom, how long can I play for?
1: It's true haven't pre-ordered.
2: I haven't It's like,
1: it's really on the list there of things I want to pick up. Mm -hmm. Especially the way that Valve has worked out the pre-order system is just like, I don't know why people haven't thought of this before. I think they've got their like bases covered for what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Something won't run that well. You can find a way to get it to run or otherwise you're stuck streaming it.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I think to some extent Valve might find a way for like, cloud streaming to work on it so that you don't have to do it yourself if you don't have the hardware for it
2: Hmm.
0: i think a lot of people are looking just at just at the steam deck hardware itself but like uh, even though linux doesn't have like native clients for things like stadia it
1: runs in the browser they said that we'd have access to the desktop anyway
0: yeah yeah Oh, um, I.
1: We can install all our favorite things on it. That
0: fucking reminds you. I've had some people trying to justify to me that like the Steam Deck isn't actually a full computer and it, it, it's not actually running full Linux. Like Linus has literally showed you running it, like running KDE. It is a fucking Linux computer. Like there's nothing special about it.
1: It's a tablet, Linux tablet with. Cool controller stuff on it.
0: Like, if you plug it into an external display, it will just run KDE. There's nothing... Like, it looks like it's stock KDE. That might be early stuff. Like, they might have changed it. But it's it's just running KDE. There's nothing special about it.
1: And apparently that was for the reason for performance reasons. Because apparently KDE has this thing where it, like, will... Shut off, like, compositing performance mm. for games specifically.
0: Hmm. I, it kind of would have been funny if they just went, like, hardcore down the performance route and ran, like, DWM or something.
1: <laughs> no compositor, just straight DWM.
0: Yeah. No, screw it. No DWM, just run, run Steam as the root
1: Xorg window. <laughs> you know people are going to install DWM on it. Mm. then run it that way
0: Mm, absolutely I I what I want to I actually kind of want like have a look at SteamOS as it's like when the SteamOS ISO comes out like the for SteamOS 3 I want to see what it's like because I guarantee like I want to just see how fucking boring it is
1: (laughs) It's an Arch based distro, so does Steam have the stuff to run Pac-Man for updates and stuff? Yeah, that's, that's what what be the I'm other curious
0: thing. about. I don't know how they're handling updates. Like a lot of people are telling me, oh, it's Arch based. Like, okay, that's cool. But that doesn't like people think that it being Arch based inherently means that it's a rolling release. It that's not what it means whatsoever. They can make it arch based and then do batch updates. Like they don't have to directly mm-hmm. connect it by default to the arch repos.
1: Although I'm pretty sure it would be pretty easy to do it, but it's a simple matter of how are they running the updates? Because you know they have to do OS updates, not just Steam updates. Yeah,
0: I don't. I'm I'm curious what they're doing. They may they just have a fucking cron job running in the background. They're just installing. They're doing more than that, surely. They would probably have their. I can't imagine they are using Pac Man directly. I would assume they have. Some sort of my my guess is they have batch updates. They they sort of slow down the arch updates that come in, but they still give you access to Pac Man. Um, mm-hmm. But generally, it's just going to be slowed down, and they will roll in as they roll in.
1: I I do wonder if oh, they're going to be op- sorry option is if they have their own Pac-Man repos mm. that they're pulling from, and they just batch it out that way. Yeah,
0: yeah, that that seems like the most obvious... Like, the same thing that, like, Manjaro does, where they, they still connect to the... Like, you can connect it to the Arch repos, but they also have the Manjaro repos.
1: Yeah, you better, better make than... sure you have, like, all the right stuff installed if you, like, go from Manjaro to Arch, though, because otherwise it's going to try to revert to Manjaro again.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um... There's a lot of like really interesting implementation details that I'm 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 intrigued with. I wanna know what they're doing. Because they haven't really talked about that. Like a lot of the for obviously so, a lot of the marketing material early on has been very much like the gamer focused marketing material. I sort of want to see like the Linux focused stuff. Like how how are we getting this to work? Like what what do we have to do? Is it doing automatic updates? Is it gonna ask the user to update? Like what how are we handling this?
1: apparently the valve youtube channel should have stuff coming down Mm. is going to show more stuff off i'm not sure if that's in it but if they showed off replacing like the ssd Mm. and joystick i don't see why like installing another os or like things like that wouldn't be a part of it down the road
0: yeah well obviously they've already confirmed like doing that's going to be a thing you can do Whether they make a video on it is another question entirely. Someone will, like, Mm -hmm. day one, there's going to be a video. I wish I'd bought a Steam Deck because of this. Day one, there's going to be a million-view video. How to install Windows on the Steam Deck.
1: So someone actually argued this point on the Halo Waypoint forums, Mm -hmm. because I've kind of been looking at it to check for EAC updates. And someone's like, okay. People are like, well, just install Windows on the Steam Deck. It's like, okay, you don't get it valve has built an os that is optimized for the steam deck if you just go and install windows on it you lose out on those optimizations i lose out on those performance fixes. and plus windows has a habit of like wanting to like take over everything just to do its update
0: i kind of wonder how like what the trackpads are being reported as like, uh, if you did install Windows on it, would those be detected as a mouse? Or would they just not do anything?
1: I would imagine so. The Steam Controller, when you don't have Steam running, basically goes into what they call wizard mode, <laughs> which basically, yeah, it, because it sounds like really, like, janky, like not sure. smooth trackball, um, but it basically does the keyboard and mouse mm. input is what it does. The one pad is a mouse, the other one I think was like arrow keys or something, Mm -hmm. and then the joystick was something else and just a couple basic controls is all.
0: So you would imagine that the Steam Deck running Windows probably reports itself as like a Steam Controller, or like they would add an extra section for the Steam Deck and make it effectively do the same thing as the Steam Controller
1: think so, but being as they have the dual joysticks and dual touchpads, mm. they might do something different with one touchpad and have, like, mouse click with mouse trackpad with the other, and then the controller could be a normal controller. Mm. But,
0: yeah, those, those are two videos that are going to be, like, million-view videos, and I wish I had a Steam Deck day one because of that.
1: <laughs> How to migrate your Steam Deck from SteamOS Artix.
0: Wait, sorry. We can have three videos. We can have how to install Windows on the Steam Deck, how to reinstall SteamOS on the Steam Deck, and um, how uh, how
1: do you Installing know? Gen 2.
0: Installing Gen 2. No, uh, someone is going to do that day one, though. Um, maybe day two. Anyway, um, how the Steam Deck acts under win- like, how the Steam Deck controller acts under
1: Windows. <laughs> Anybody that installs Windows on the Steam Deck I think is really really dumb if they do it. Well, yeah, the games I, I, run better. It's like you're losing out on a lot by doing that.
0: I think a lot of people are talking about it it'll like it'll run better just because like Windows games typically do run like do run not not even uh, every case. A lot of the time Proton does just run better than the Windows title just cuz Pro, like Linux is typically just going to be lighter.
1: Yeah. Well, the other problem is like a lot of people complain that like their old games that they have on Steam just break on Windows, mm. and you can usually find something with Proton or Wine that will work just fine and run the game mm. perfectly. On, like Proton Wine, you name it.
0: Well, yeah, because Proton that's not
1: something Windows does. Like
0: Wine's not a. I think this is something a lot of people misunderstand. Wine is a Windows emulation... Oh, it's not an emulation. It's a translation... Wine Wine's not an emulation. Anyway, <laughs> it, is a, it is a Windows translation layer. It's not a Windows 10 translation layer. Like, it's made to work with Windows 10, Windows 8, Windows 7, Windows Vista. Like, that. that's what Wine is. Like, it's not made just to run Windows 10 stuff. A lot of those older titles that don't, just don't work under Windows anymore will work under Wine. They might require tweaking, sure, but that's better than what you'll get with just not working altogether. It's like, oh, you just don't have 32-bit libraries enabled anymore. You just can't use this.
1: Uh, And that's one... I know I brought this up in a video with, like, FSHack was like, here's, like, a bunch of older games that's running just fine on Wine. It's marginal whether they work just fine on Windows.
0: Mm -mm. I am... I'm excited for the Steam Deck. Like, as the big thing that got me excited for the Steam Deck isn't the Steam Deck itself. I do like the idea of a mobile get. I do like this, this idea of like mobile gaming as like a, a mobile PC gaming as a format. I kind of want to see this like grow. But the thing that makes me excited is just more people on Linux gaming, more people to encourage developers to actually properly support products. Not, not making native versions, I don't give a shit about native versions, but making sure the game works in Proton. Not intentionally breaking it, not intentionally using DRM systems and anti-cheat systems that don't work. Or if, if they do, encouraging these developers of those systems to actually make their shit work properly under Linux.
1: Yeah. and I, most of the other portable things run Windows but this one everybody's excited for like the Steam Deck mm. it runs Linux and see eventually down the road Linux gets big enough like with gaming and developers will basically be forced to learn to optimize and do native Linux gaming instead of running through Proton
0: I don't, I don't have any hope for native stuff I've never really cared for it I'm happy for the games to run That that's my that's my end goal. I I get the appeal of the the native stuff, but it's just I I think that Proton's going to encourage less developers to do native. That that's sort of where I stand with it.
1: Yeah. I mean they're definitely gonna have to learn to like optimize for Proton. Sure, sure, yeah. And I mean, is it possible that Windows gets dropped out? Microsoft is lot making a lot of mistakes, so we'll see.
0: Well, that's why Valve initially wanted to do um, the whole Linux support in the first place because they the, the reason why they initially did the Steam machines. This was way way back when uh, Microsoft was first rolling out like the the Microsoft App Store and first oh, testing yeah. out Universal Windows apps and things like that. And like, you uh, what's it called? Universal Windows Platform. Doesn't matter. Whatever it's called. Cool. Yeah. Um. That was back when they were first doing that, and Gabe Newell was like, "Well, at some point, Microsoft might go down the Apple route and sort of lock it down and require you to like not. I guess you don't have to use the Apple the App Store on or what is it called? Whatever the App Store is called on macOS, you don't have to use it, but the vast majority of software distribution is through
1: that center. Yeah, and. I can see them going down that route, being as they're like, okay, now everybody goes through us, and we get a cut of everything that everybody installs and mm-hmm. buys. I think that's why they're going down that route, because it generates more revenue. I think one part that kind of will cut into it is the with the Epic ruling
2: mm-hmm.
1: between Apple and Epic, where like Epic lost in, like, well, you agreed to the terms... And so you have to pay up your 30% portion, but then the court also turns to Apple and said, 30% in-app purchase thing? It's too predatory. You can't do that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think by subverting that, they are also avoiding that like thing where it's like, well, we have to pay for license just to be able to put our stuff up mm-hmm. as well. Have to do that here with Linux. It's like in every repo, pretty much. Mm-hmm, Steam mm-hmm. is and for free because the community maintains most of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Actually, there's one uh, kind of funny thing with um, with with uh, with with Epic. Um, Tim Sweeney initially came out and said, well, i I really like the Steam Deck. The Steam Deck is a cool device. We're gonna make EAC work on the Steam Deck." There's mm-hmm. been no word on Fortnite working on the Steam Deck yet. <laughs> Or the Epic Games Store coming natively to Linux.
1: Uh, I thought, see, it was forever ago, Epic said they wanted Linux to be like top gaming. Mm-hmm. There's been nothing for like 10-15 years on that. It's yeah. like, mm-hmm. where's your Linux? Where's your Linux love? Everywhere. Valve does it, and it's like all of a sudden oh, we need to jump on that.
0: Well, Epic, if they wanted to, could very easily just decide, okay, we are gonna make all of our games work through Proton. We are going to release the Epic Game Store under Linux. We are going to make we are going to integrate Proton into the Epic Game Store, and we are going to help develop this project. They could do that. Like, Epic has the Epic has the Fortnite money to do this.
1: Huh? like if valve has the money to do it they definitely do Mm. especially like all that 10 cent money that epic has it's like why it took valve going and talking to them and saying hey make anti-cheat work to like even remotely like do anything even though easy anti-cheat was already linux native it i guess worked marginally but they've
0: forced well, no, it, to
1: improve it because it was
0: linux native it didn't work through wine though so the native version wine uh work uh, the the native version worked but the windows binary didn't work through wine
1: oh uh, it's still ridiculous it's like you know you're getting the numbers on these and how many people are playing your game in proton mm. as it all says linux and you have no oh binary for it so why I mean, that- I have to say, though, mm. UE4 does allow you to export for Linux native, but whether it's good or not is debatable.
0: Yeah, some people have told me, oh, th- I- I've brought that point up before, like, that's why I don't care about native, because it's not just hit export and it's done. Like, you actually do have to go and, like, optimize it for Linux. Uh, people have told me, oh, but you can just export it. Like, well, no, you just can't. That You can. Yeah, a lot of games will just work. But... When you get into, like, complex netcode stuff and things like that, it's not just going to work.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, part of the problem, too, is when you're, if you're developing from Windows in Unreal Engine, mm-hmm. you've got to, like, do a couple extra linking stuff in order to get that export to Linux to work. Yeah, yeah. It's not like Godot or Unity that have a binary prepackaged mm. and just put in data files to make it run and go.
2: hmm
0: I don't know, Linux Native would be cool, but I, I'm not hoping. I'm not I'm not holding out hope for it. I I am happy to just play my video games and be happy. As long as I can do that, we're good.
1: Mm. If it'll run smoothly, I'm happy. That's yeah. the least I want.
0: Well that's a uh that's a good note to end the podcast on. We've just gone past... we're actually uh, twelve minutes past two hours now. Um Uh yeah, that's pretty much it then. Uh where can the people find you?
1: I'm on Twitch, YouTube. I've got my PeerTube instance. And then, like, Pleroma is where I'm more active. Mm-hmm. Like, on Twitter. I, Twitter is basically like cobwebs at this point. So, those are kind of the main places, basically.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. Uh, as for me, you can find me on my main channel. That is Brody Robertson. My gaming channel, Brody Robertson Plays. This podcast is available as... A audio release, basically anywhere, and the video release is available on YouTube and Odyssey. Um, also, shout out to my patrons, all you guys are awesome. Thank you for being cool. And I think that's that's gonna be pretty much it for me. Then, uh, do you have anything else you want to say? Subscribe. <laughs> yep, sure. Subscribe. Cool. Uh, we we'll end it there. Then, see you guys later.